Hey, it's the AI Optimist. And this week, we're moving beyond AI hype with two promising AI use cases with super small teams. And when I mean super small teams, I mean like one to five people. How does this actually work for everybody under the enterprise? Let's get practical and let's actually dive into a few. Keep this really simple because if you're thinking about creating a business related to AI, and I'm not talking about the enterprise open AI world, but regular businesses using GPTs, chatbots, this is the year of AI agents. But what's more important is we need to remember something. You go to the GPT marketplace and you're going to see all the experiments of a very early market. And do know in about two years or so, this market will sort of explode in the hype that all startup markets do. But in the meantime, there's a lot of ways to really begin building long-term businesses. So what does that look like? What we're in the midst of is really represented by the first use case study, one that I share with you last week in video.ai. Now, one of the challenges of starting a business like this is basically ChatGPT is the language model that lets you speak, and in this case, create a video, and I'm gonna show you just how we do it. But what's important about it is, and really sort of ingenious here, is I have to pay to really use the service as I want to, to take off trademarks and things like that, and to really use it officially. But I go to GPT Marketplace to just check it out and test it out for free. It's almost from a business model, this GPT Marketplace, which is gonna to try to sell and, and all these are evolving. But a great model is lead generation. Drive them to your site, get them to register at your site, use GPT Marketplace for almost an advertising and hopefully they do integrate some of the tools. But I did found I ended up going to theirs because it was just easier than using the tools together. Now that may not be what you would do, but when you go into Video Maker, you start jumping into sort of a different UI, right? We're totally out of that. Again, what I talked about in episode 29, the blank slate, how these things just sort of sit in our face. But we go from the blank slate to quite honestly, one of the nice examples of what I would say UI, user interface and AI. A lot of people are just relying on the blank box. It all sort of looks the same. There's not, I'm not trying to make it all sort of over-decorated, but the fact is there's this little white box. And as we learned in episode 29, many people get intimidated by looking at that because it's not intuitive to them. They haven't been trained or upskilled on how to use it, right? So one of the real keys that we have to remember that I really liked about NVIDIA was they brought me to this really cool, very simple, very mobile kind of interface. You see the ones I've downloaded, the ones I've created. But let's say we want to create an AI video. I click on that. Again, I am a paid uh, member of NVIDIA AI, so I can do this. So let's say AI people first. Show me a video of why people could be the center of AI development, right? I'm just doing this just like ChatGPT and generate a video. Now you wanna probably go in much longer. You can also use your own scripts and create videos out of them. So what this is doing is allowing me to converse within video. So again, as a business, they're using ChatGPT licensing APIs and all this stuff that's going on obviously creates costs for them and they have it factored into the cost you'll charge. And you'll notice that with a lot of AI apps, they all tend to be $20, $25, $50. As they're processing the video, 
This is from Altamira last year, about March 2023. But the cost of creating an app, because even if you're creating a GPT, like something as complex as NVIDIA, which is sort of a advanced app with a lot of different calls to different sort of, um, you'll see clip art places, clip video places, because we don't yet have that killer app that's coming out probably this year where it's going to be like a mid-journey of video. Nobody's sure who's going to take that, but we're still bringing in clip art, right? And you have people used to creating really unique, what appears to be unique art. Could they do that with video? So that's coming, and that's probably what NVIDIA also banks on. But for now, you have to use what you have, the tools. So what's the cost? There's the chat GPT API license. You've got to go to, to use their model so you can talk to the data like we are. That's really what's called a wrapper, an API wrapper in some contexts. I'm not quite sure with NVIDIA. But what they do is they sort of wrap chat GPT around it so you can converse. And they do either a lot of little things or they just give you content so you can use that and try to create a business out of it. Follow up, I'm gonna show you that in podcasting in a little bit. A development team that can cost anywhere from 2,000 on the low end. And remember, this is just doing a simple, simple text-based app up to maybe 15, 25 grand. You have design, you saw the UI in NVIDIA, that stuff just doesn't come out of the blue. You have a designer at the low end of 500, high end of 5,000, features and functionality, maintenance costs, and then of course your ongoing server costs. So what you're doing there is going anywhere from a, a cost of maybe 4,100 to a cost of upwards of 40,000 or higher. This is just Altamira's little point. No, no one is promising prices here. And I, by the way, don't get promoted for anyone who's on these, on these videos, just to let you know, there's not anybody here paying me to say anything. this thing. I just really think their products are good. Even though what we're trying to do is really, really simple. InVideo allows me to go and basically to share what I have. And this is a video that I created. And if you click on edit, you're gonna see a series of capsules that I can, by the way, change. I can pick one of mine and replace it. You'll see the word replace comes up. It also allows me to edit the script or edit the titles. I mean, it's just very much point and click and you can certainly um, upload your own. So the thing I really loved with about NVIDIA was the simplicity. The first one was a real wow factor. Does that wow factor continue? OpenAI, Microsoft, Google all put these like video tools inside their suites. Will Adobe put it in? You have these really bigger companies that are assimilating a lot of early stuff. So that can easily take your business away. And this isn't against NVIDIA. It's just a challenge of a very young business where something's really great. You have billion dollar players who might replicate that on you. A great example of this, I got this from button.io, which allows you to do no code apps. It does obviously take a little intelligence and I'm sure programmers and engineers would probably do better than the rest of us. But what they charge you for when you pay for the app is processing a payment, communicating with an API or searching through your database. They call it a monthly workload. So this is just an idea to keep in mind that there will be added costs but these are really done with like one to five person teams. I'm not sure of that officially with NVIDIA, but I can tell you, and I wanna put a shout out to Ben's Bytes. If you haven't subscribed, go there. It's really, really a brilliant um, collection that he does every day. It's a newsletter. It's just worth its weight in gold. And he was talking about people doing business, doing it well with very small teams. 
And one of them that came up was podnotes.app, where you basically get transcripts, summaries, show notes, social media content, blogs, and newsletters. Now, here's the great thing. Notice from a business model, what they're doing here is allowing you to basically get things that you could probably do on your own, but be able to click a button. And it's what ChatGPT, what LLMs tend to do really well, summaries, notes, transcripts, things like that. It's really brilliant. And as we scroll up, you're going to see other product features. They allow you, basically allows you to chat with it and create all of this. And at a price point that is really, really, I'll show you in a second, really reasonable. It lets you do audiograms. These are the ones you can sort of post and have a look around at, like, you know, just your audio and it sort of shows. So it's a way to share your podcast visually because everybody's got to do video. Remember, that's why in video and video is the big thing this year. It's just going to pop. Everybody wants videos. Best in class features. Um, and so, again, they do the newsletters, titles, headlines, chapters. They're basically text based. This is and according to what I read on Ben Spice in his research is actually a company that's just, I think, a single person who actually does this and is able to wrap this around largely because this is very text based. You notice within video, all of a sudden we're pulling in different images. OK, that's sort of tricky because when you do pull in different images, it's clip art. OK, at this stage, it is. And so when I was doing AI videos, a lot of times I would see overlapping clip art. That's not a complaint against in videos, just how do you go somewhere that doesn't feel like clip art because we don't have a mid-journey of video? Now with pod notes, what's really brilliant is he's doing this. And then his price points are so simple that I can't imagine somebody looking at this and saying, okay, $19.29 or $49 a month, basically for 200 minutes, 600 minutes of trades, unlimited content, unlimited audiograms, magic chat so you can talk with it. All easy. And what's great is all of this is very text-based. What that does is save them on costs. What that does is really factor in what you should be thinking about when you're creating your AI business. At the end of the day, you want to net. I would prefer to net 33%, but let's say 20, 25% on the low end. Now, when you start up, it may be a lot lower. You got to make money. But if you're not creating a business that nets 20% or higher, and quite honestly, 25 or 33%, you're going to have a tough time because even when you see something like this, what's really interesting is he has an affiliate program, if you sign up, that he pays 30% commissions, 30% of the price. And that's very fair. And coming from a partnership level, it also shows that he has margin he can make up here. Why? Because all he's really doing is dealing with the chat GPT licensing price, uh, tokens, how much come and go. He knows what his bandwidth is. But it's not like the kind of thing that if somebody does an image, they're going to keep banging, creating images. Have you ever seen a mid-journey? I mean, people create tens, hundreds of images. That really costs and processor costs. They make it up in money. But for many smaller businesses, you want to factor in not only taking a look at the startup costs I shared, but what are your ongoing costs? Because you could spend a lot of time not knowing what's coming. And you also have to face the fact that I'm not just warning you that this creation you make with a GPT or an app is like some 10-year business. I hope it is. But what I'm showing you here at Subtech is a free service that they let me use. I upload my videos. I can change the thumbnail. It then goes out to Spotify, Apple, all the podcasting networks I indicate, all the biggies. It allows me, creates a transcript, by the way, for free, 
allows me to post that transcript. I can then take that transcript to ChatGPT or any LLM, free or not, and ask for a summary. But isn't it easier to go to Podnotes? Podnotes does is it stops me from using multiple services. But this is something I really want to warn you all about in AI as we close this out, is that you are going to be facing this kind of choice that may seem really, really simple, but then you're going to start getting these all these AI agents doing all these things. I'm calling Podnotes an AI agent for podcasting, in video for creating video. That's my term for an agent. But it only does that one thing and it does it well. That's what GPTs are good at, chatbots are. Do one thing, do it very well. What data can you feed it? I've seen real estate sites who are using it because they're feeding a great database along with an ability to chat with the data using ChatGPT. That's where it lets us communicate to math, to Excel spreadsheets, to pod notes in normal language. So what we've looked at these business cases are video that's up and coming, but somebody else who took something that frankly is available for free and elsewhere and probably could do most of this on ChatGPT yourself. But that's the whole point of paying to have one of these GPTs or Podnotes apps help you. Because what it does as a business, it's a really one of the only ways I've seen for people to get into technical and be able to deliver a product. You can use button.io. Now that's way simple because you got to think like it. You have to think about the details. You have to really create a value. But if you do it, there some people are doing quite well. And this is not the kind of opportunity I've ever seen come up. But one thing you have to be really, really careful of when you're getting into this is the assimilation. Somebody really big is going to see a great idea and put it in their office suite from Microsoft, Google Docs. <laughs> you just It's a big world. Don't be afraid, but make sure that you also have a plan B for if somebody comes along because you don't want to be stuck and be surprised because actually if it's really good, it'll probably be assimilated. And while that may sound scary, remember, this is episode 30 of the AI Optimist. And what we say has been around for a while about AI people first. The key issue is distinguishing between hope and fear. The big challenge for us is to navigate the fear space and move into the hope space. This is not me. This is an interview with Sumitra Dutta, professor. And you can see it on my site. But more importantly, he talks about the fact that the reason that he sees AI working and would suggest it is that when you use a human introduction of how can we work together, people bring that AI in as a team. The way it's being done with AI first is they're doing it and saying, do it this way. The executives feel like it's really good, but the people in the beginnings sort of feel like they're going to get ripped off because it's they don't understand it. They often can't even go to the prompt and understand how to use it yet. This is new stuff. So part of the human part is the introduction of it. But not only that, they need to feel empowered to make decisions by using AI. And the really funny thing is the companies that forbid using AI, their people are still going and using it anyway. And that can cause way more damage than using it internally. So all I can say is, remember this just simple lesson from many years of working in the digital business. You've got to create something that nets 25% margins. Look at these sites that are doing it. This is a really great place 
to create these kind of businesses if you can think out the details. That's what I work with people on, are building out what they need solved, solving it. Don't just jump in, throw AI at it and say, well, what happened? That's what's the hype about AI. And you know what? Up at the billion dollar level where a lot of this change is happening, nothing wrong with that. But where you and I live, sort of back in the normal world, regular business, we want to know how it works for us. And we want to be aware that could really negatively impact the people that work with us that help us. And maybe AI will replace some people. Maybe we'll add some jobs. That's basically what we found out. It's a big maybe. But you know what? We're really guarantee it won't work. Throwing it at them, going with some A-first mentality that technology is like a holy grail and we can just chase it. Hey, I love this stuff. AI is amazing. But AI, then human beings looking at it, judging it. If you don't believe me, look at the U.S. Patent Trade Office. There's a whole article on they do it. I link on the page. So this is Declan. I'm done with this episode. And I want to sh send a shout out to Ben's Bites again. What a great resource. But more importantly, are you creating a business? Are you working it? Take a look at GPT Marketplace and get some ideas. Some will be great, but remember, out of all of these, general rule in the valley is 10% survive. So be aware, be flexible and adaptable. Remember, it's early days. Don't expect anything to work.